I got green tea, red wine, and ice cream. That's how I'm living tonight. Hey, green tea, red wine, and... <laughs> that's a lot of trip to the bathroom, beloved. Nah, I don't got that baby bladder. I'm good over here. <laughs> Sounds like mad fluid. Here. Welcome back to Kicking It with the Homie. We're back for another week. It's your boy CJ here with my co host, my partner in crime, big dog on campus. Hey, <laughs> hey you really do be messing with No, come on. No, <laughs> I watched it. I'm glad that I have a witness because I'm sitting here and I'm looking at him. I'm saying the words and he's still. I watched. I witnessed it. No, because I knew you was gonna prolong it, and it was just like I was trying to find where I was gonna step in. There was no prolong. I watched it. No, he he does this on purpose. Now he he purposely does this on purpose. You said it last episode. You gonna keep doing this? That that was you. That was you. I I lobbed it up and you missed. I'm sorry. That, uh, you completely messed up that that alley. That third voice you hear, that new voice, as you can tell from the title of the podcast, we got a guest today, the big homie Gino, DC's finest, but he's really from Maryland. Maryland, I'm sorry. I don't claim to be from DC because. So you are from Charlotte. My bad. Okay. <clears throat> We're not gonna. You say you don't have a flagrant audience. We're not gonna. <laughs> we're not gonna start off with flagrancy. <laughs> You've been in Charlotte. At this point, longer than you were in DC. It has right? not been at this time. It has not been longer. It's literally been the same amount of time. All right, so you from Charlotte now? I'm not from Charlotte. That's your people. <laughs> it's all right. I'm That's from Maryland. I'm hey, from hey, hey, the baby up, right? <laughs> That's your man. You from, from Charlotte, right? This, this, this is your podcast and your listeners. You <laughs> got to deal with those reviews. Technically, CJ, you are born in Manhattan, so. Yeah, but I'm not from Manhattan. I never lived. Wait, in wait, Manhattan. wait, 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 wait. I simply exited my mother's womb in Manhattan. That's oh, it. You from Manhattan? Nah, <laughs> nah. You from, you from Manhattan? You from the island? Don't, son. Don't disrespect me. I seven one eight all day, every day over here. Thank you. I mean, that's your area code right now. I mean, <laughs> that's from Manhattan. I mean, looking at New York, everything is everything so you could be someone eight from brooklyn and someone eight from chill, manhattan, chill, chill, chill. So. i'm i'm the real you can't be no manhattan was never 718 manhattan was always 212 i don't know about these yeah you calls. you know you're 704 that's what's up we all one and two or two two four oh anyway uh so we got we got a fun topic to talk about tonight but before we get into that we we kind of got to address the elephant in the room. Kyle Rittenhouse, the 17-year-old who traveled across state lines to incite violence and ended up murdering two people and injuring another, was found not guilty of all charges today in a move that does not surprise Black America. Uh, I can say for myself, I, I'm not even disappointed at this point. I'm not surprised. It just is what it is. This, this is the country that we live in. He killed people at a protest for a young man who was killed by the cops and we're still waiting on justice for that. We're still waiting on justice for Breonna Taylor. 
I didn't forget 12-year-old Tamir Rice, who simply had a toy gun and was shot before he could even give the cops his name. So what do I feel? I don't feel anything. This is just America being America. What y'all think? I'm just... <clears throat> I'm annoyed. I'm pissed. I mean, I didn't, I purposely didn't follow the trial, um, but I saw some things, I don't know how true they were, um, but it was, it was just a circus from, from the things I did see. Um, and it's just like to, to make um, a, a court trial a circus is is disrespect to, to those who died itself. Um, so just to, to put the icing on the cake for him to be acquitted is just like, yeah, this is this is hella annoying. Yeah, so I'm I'm annoyed, I'm pissed. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, when I saw it. I was I was not surprised at all. I did not. I I saw the acquittal. I saw that he was found not guilty of all charges, and then I went back to doing the work that I had been doing before I saw that notification because it was just like it's just another day, just another day for Black America, another day that the justice system does not work for us, another day that white people were given the benefit of the doubt and we compare it to the hundreds of thousands of black people who have come victim to the justice system so it was i was not surprised at all it's frustrating it's annoying but there's not too much more that we can change because this is literally a fight that we have been fighting since we got to this country since we were brought here. I don't even want to say got here. Well, I mean, we were brought here. So, I mean, that's when we arrived. It wasn't willingly. It wasn't, we didn't, we didn't come. We didn't say, hey, I want to go there. It was like, hey, I'm going to take you from doing what you're doing. And we're going to, we're going to take you to this new place. What does Charlamagne say? Ain't nobody signed up for that carnival cruise ship to slavery. Nobody, <laughs> nobody signed up for that carnival cruise. Literally no one signed up for that cruise. It was the worst, was the worst cruise in the history of cruises. No you gotta one. think about it. I know it's hot in Africa, but wasn't nobody signing up to come deal with, with the uh, Boston winters? That's my guess. Oh. No. Nah. I'm, gonna leave, I'm gonna leave hot Africa to come to this other place that nobody knows anything about. I don't even know what type of food they got there. So no, they ain't had no yams. They had no yams. <laughs> No stuffing, no turkey, and whatever they had, it didn't nah, have they no had turkeys. Season. It didn't have no seasoning on it, though. No, I don't think they had turkeys. I think they, I think the turkeys were brought here. We need a fact checker on this pod to let us know if uh, turkeys are indigenous to the United States. I don't know. I don't know if the budget permits that yet. So, <laughs> <laughs> the budget does not, sir. I, I'm familiar with the books. All right. So, bad news notwithstanding. Uh, how y'all feeling? How y'all feeling this week? What's going on? Uh, this week? <laughs> yeah, man. How, how you feel? How you feel? Today. Today. Uh, uh, today I feel, I feel good. 
feel great, uh, in the words of Andre and Big Boy. Um, yeah, feeling good, feeling great. Yeah, I honestly don't know why. I've been honestly been like trying to figure out like, okay, all right. And yeah, just accepting it and, and chilling in it. So, yeah. Okay, Aaron, figuring out okay, all right. I don't, <laughs> I don't really know what that means, but I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. It was like you just started feeling. making sounds in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> When you in the you in a booth you in a booth and you hear something good like, <laughs> that you weren't expecting like oh okay all right that, that's I, but, I felt that I felt that okay I understood it but I don't know what it means but as far as me how I'm feeling I feel alright I feel good um looking forward to the holiday Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. Here <laughs> is my favorite holiday. The only thing that is lacking is basketball, but I will find an old game or a old dunk dunk contest to watch. I'm gonna watch some basketball on this we got day. we got the college tournaments. Mm. Yeah, it's it's, it's something. It's so it's something because I'm I'm probably not watching any football unless I just happen to be in the room where it's on. I feel good though. I'm going home to Maryland, where I'm from. Mer- Maryland. <laughs> I'm going home to Maryland to see my parents. See my. You gonna get some mumbo sauce? I definitely am. Probably day one. So, soon as soon as I touch down, chicken wings, mumbo sauce, fried rice. What's mumbo that's D- sauce? That's DC. <laughs> oh, what, what we'll, is we'll, mumbo sauce? We'll get into that when we get into the topic. How? how you feel, <laughs> I feel my my baseline tired. Uh, cause that's life when you have three little terrorists who, uh, just take up your They're not terrorists, just, bro. You don't live Gabriel, with these You don't kids. have kids, so you can't, you can't speak on that. You, you don't understand. Let me tell you, my two-year-old, my two-year-old, right? Her new thing right now is if there's something on the table, like she'll have a bunch of toys or something on the table, she'll just walk up and just go, woof, just knock it all over. <laughs> like, that's it. I can then I'm like, her. I can see her doing that. <laughs> I'm like, yo, L, I need you to clean that up. And she'll look me dead in my face, like we the same size. No, you clean that up. I'm like, <laughs> no, excuse me. She did. She said that to you. She, she was. Like, I want you to do it. I was like, no, 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 no. This is your job. You clean that up. And she just looks at me, dead face. Nah, that's on you, bro. Like, all right. So <laughs> clean it up. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, I cleaned it up. She scares me. I, I'm afraid of her. <laughs> Yo, so we were we were at the park yesterday, right? And she's she likes to hang out on the slide. And if she's hanging out on the slide, she's on the slide. No one else is on the slide. So this kid comes up, she's two. This kid is probably like six, comes up and is, and is trying to slide. And she looks at him and goes, No, I'm on the slide. He just walked away. And in that moment. I didn't know if I was proud or if I should have corrected her. Did you correct her? A no. few minutes later, I let it live for a moment. I was like, yeah, big dog on the yard. Let them know. <laughs> you might be small, but you mighty. Right? Oh, now nah, I'm feeling good. Uh, I got I got a busy weekend ahead of me. But like Eugene said, Thanksgiving is my Super Bowl. 
Thanksgiving is my WrestleMania. Thanksgiving is my World Series. It is the time that I come alive as a person who loves to cook and takes very seriously my weekly menu planning. This is this is my time to show out. So I have a very, very long menu planned for what I think is going to be like five or six people, but it doesn't matter because it's it's the joy of cooking, the joy of, you know, having everybody together and celebrating and being thankful and all that. And there's no gifts involved. I like the fact that this is a holiday in which you truly just, you sit around and you're thankful, you're kicking it with your fam. And it's not about who's getting what or who's giving what. I, I appreciate that about Thanksgiving. And of course, the food. Food and no gifts are a plus for me. Mm-hmm. Every, so, every year that life, yeah, I ain't got kids. But <laughs> I'm telling you, not having to, to figure out what people want on Thanksgiving, you just sit around, you talk, you eat, you play spades the real way, not that weird New York way that you play spades. Oh, so we, we, well, we whoa. not even gonna get into this. Whoa. You tripping? Not that, weird, not that weird New York spades you've been playing. For, first of all, there's only one way to play spades, and that top five is Big Joker, Little Joker, Deuce of Diamond, Deuce of Spades, Ace of Spades. Any Facts. other way? I don't know what you're talking about. Facts. The game is called Spades. Okay. Why is the deuce of diamond over the two of spades? Because the deuce of diamonds is a spade. I've explained this to you countless times over the last 16 years. <laughs> it's literally a different color. Okay. Use okay. your imagination. <laughs> oh, so this is an imaginary game. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Barney. We're going to reach into our Barney bags and see what we can make today. You're making books. That's what we're making. You know, that's what on that episode of Insecure when they was playing Spades. Call me a librarian because we got some <laughs> we got all books. <laughs> I would have appreciated if they had just told us what rules they were playing by. Because I remember- want, I really want to know the rules too. Like, I so really we went to, to Eugene and I went to college together for those of you who don't know. And there was this guy from LA who went to college with us who played Spades in a very weird way. Because if you think we got weird rules, LA it, rules are- you could tell that it took a while for Spades to make it out west because by the time it got there, it was a very different game. <laughs> it was like a, it was the worst game of telephone ever played because by the time it got to California, it was a completely different message. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But you know, this represents a great segue because today we're talking about the topic is old culture and it's things, you know, music, movies, television, whatever from kind of our parents' error and generation that shaped us and formed us. And for a lot of Black kids, spades is one of those things. Yes. And the thing about spades is no one teaches you how to play. You just kind of soak it up by osmosis by the age of 16. 16. As, as Kelly pointed out. <laughs> 16. If you didn't learn by 16, you're just never going to learn how to play spades. Yeah, if I, you I didn't learn by 16, rule. you are only going to know how to play Uno. <laughs> And maybe crazy eights. Maybe. Maybe, you may, maybe. You may be a goldfish champion. <laughs> I declare war. Yes. <laughs> busy that's that's the basic game. Trouble. I declare war. Listen, uh, if you can't play spades, that you might as well only play I declare war because there's nothing else for you. You shouldn't, even, you shouldn't even pick up a deck of cards. You should just pick up Uno cards. Like that's it. Those are the only cards yeah. that you should be using is Uno. Shots. If you can't play spades, you sit at the kitty table at Thanksgiving. Those are the rules. Yeah. I don't make them up. I enforce them. 
in hope they let you sit there. Oh, because oh, kids be ruthless. Why are you yeah. so big sitting over here? Would <laughs> you be with the grown-ups? Why are your knees above the table? <laughs> uh, so let, let's talk, let's talk old culture. I I wanted to bring Eugene on for this topic specifically, because if there is anybody in this world that knows everything from my parents' generation, music, movies, television, <laughs> everything, it is Eugene. And I actually, I credit, I credit you with putting me on to so much old school music because I grew up in a house that just didn't value that, like just didn't care about like music, pop culture, any of that stuff like that. And that, you know, being a third culture kid, like my dad, he'll, he would play some old school stuff sometimes. You know, I try to play my hip hop and he'd be like, don't nobody want to hear that boopity boop. <laughs> and like, this is real music. And, you know, he'll, he'll put on a little something, but because he wasn't always there, I didn't get enough time to kind of soak that stuff up. And then my mother being the super religious loving mom, the super religious woman from the Caribbean that she is. All we listened to was old school gospel, soca, and the soca mostly came from my extended family and country music. Why my Caribbean mother from an island off the coast of Venezuela loved country music, I could not tell you. <laughs> but every, we would drive to Virginia a lot. Every road trip, the moment we left New York, it was country music for the next six hours. I didn't understand it. And then I met Eugene and he put me onto a lot of, just a lot of music that I didn't know about. So Gene, I want to hear about, I want to hear about where your love for the, for the old culture came from. Um, so it started off, I grew up listening to a lot of hip hop, a lot of R&B that was new R&B of our time, but Every day after school, my grandmother picked me up. And so my grandmother did not change. She did not change her radio station at all. Like her radio stayed on Magic 102.3. If they were at commercial, maybe 96.3. If you're from the Maryland, D.C., Virginia, Northern Virginia area, you know those stations. Those are the old school stations. Her radio did not move off of those stations. So there would be times I would be in the car. I, mean, I think the first one that I realized it was, uh, it was chapter eight, but I recognized Anita Baker's voice for the longest time I thought it was Anita Baker, but it was really chapter eight, the group she was with before she was a solo artist. It was, I just want to be yours. And I heard the melody of, it. I was like, that sounds real familiar. And so I would go listen to my station and lo and behold, Bone Thugs and Harmony sampled that song in first of the month. So if you listen to first of the month, that wake up, wake up, wake up. it's the first of the month. Yeah, that melody is from chapter eight. I just want to be yours. And so I realized like there's a lot of music that they're just remaking. They're taking the music from the old school and they're putting into new school music. And so Bone Thugs, Bone Thugs and Harmony did it a lot. It was Bone Thugs and Harmony and Bad Boy did it all the time. Was bad Boy was the bad king boy. of it for, I was for, for us growing up. Bad Boy fan. So, like, they didn't, like, all of Biggie's songs, I recognized Juicy, Juicy Fruit. I recognized that sample. And so I was just really obsessed with, like, samples. And so my love for music really came from seeing how 
old school was blended into new school music. And so I was like, to this day, I'm still obsessed with like samples. And anytime I hear like an old song, I'm like, oh, this is, anytime I hear like my son, he'll play something new. There's this very aggressive song out now called Bedroom. And Excuse not, not ex- by whom? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know who the, I don't even know who the song is by. But it samples a it sample Silk meeting in my bedroom. Ooh. And so I was like, oh, that's Silk. He was like, who is Silk? And so I would play the song and he was like, oh, okay. Well, y'all music trash. So I was like, um, we're not having, we're not going <laughs> to have this argument right now. But that was that was really how my love for music. And my dad, my dad played all types of music, not just R&B. He played rock. He played Steely Dan, which to this day, I think is one of the greatest bands of all time. But he would play you all would. types of music. Huh? I said you would. I mean, I, I accept that. Um, he played a lot of musicals. And so it just really... At the time, I didn't realize like he was showing me like culture that is really not black people really are not familiar with. But growing up, like I really appreciated it. So I was I my, my dad and my dad and hanging out a lot with my grandmother. Hmm. Avery, what about you? Where did uh how did, how do you feel about old culture? Because you be listening to all these new kids and trying to vibe <laughs> with them. <laughs> this is true however um no nah, like i i so like i grew up listening to um old school music especially on like sundays so i didn't i didn't grow up in the church i didn't go to church until like i was like 16 17 and then that was all right ah no more circular music but um before then uh like every every sunday like before like the flat screens came out before streaming services before like the computer was a big thing like me and my family would just chill out and just like listen to um oh man uh 105.1 right nope not 105.1 107.5 yes yeah, and, ni- and 98.7 before yeah, it's ESPN 98. Over. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and we just chill, like just vibe, listening to like the old school music that came on after um the gospel. No, not gospel, after um Al Sharpton and whoever was talking that, you know, that black talk. <laughs> uh Lisa Evers. Come on, yeah. son. <laughs> we didn't listen to it. Like my dad listened to it, but like we listened to the um the music. Uh, so like we would sit around, like read the newspaper, you know. Me and my sister would read the funnies, um, and yeah, we would just like listen to Anita Baker, Sade, um, Luther Vandross, like all of them, you know. So it was just like it was good to like get that that in. Um, and like we would listen to it sometimes if we like went on road trips or or anything, um, which which was rare because like we we rarely left New York City. Um, that explains why you never want to go anywhere. Wow, we did go around New York City. Thank you. We just so like I said, why you don't want to go anywhere? 
When I say anywhere, I mean leave the city. They used to circle the block. Wow. We left the block, thank you. Anyway. You circled the block. No, we left. Like, we would go downtown. We would go um, to Manhattan, mainly to the village. Um, Yeah. But, um, yeah, like, that's, that's where my appreciation for, like, the old school music came from it was just like Sundays, just being a family and just like listen to it, like no TV, nothing, just just relaxing. So, yeah, yeah. So New York City kid, of course. I went to bed almost every night in high school listening to the Quiet Storm. Yes. <laughs> y'all, y'all know y'all know where the Quiet Storm originated? I, I was just about to say, go ahead and tell us, Gene. Where did the Quiet Storm the quiet originate? Storm, quiet Storm originated in D.C. <laughs> really? But you from Maryland, I, so it don't matter. How? Don't do that, please. Howard <laughs> <laughs> University Radio, WHUR. That's where the Quiet Storm originated. Yes. It wasn't WHUR then, but it was Howard University Radio at the time. So I, I went to bed every night listening to The Quiet Storm. And if you are unfamiliar with what The Quiet Storm is, it was essentially someone talking in a very sensual voice like this. Not like and that. Playing Not like that, bro. Not arm. like that. No. Come on, is that my, no. my Quiet you don't Storm got voice was You don't got it. <laughs> no. I, you know, it's, it's fine. It's fine. You know, I'm not smooth enough for it. But it, it was somebody, it was a DJ just playing the smoothest, most chillest R&B yeah. Uh, people would kind of would call in and you know dedicate songs to people and I always had this image in my mind that when I got older and I got married I would call into the quiet storm and dedicate a song to my wife but now no one listens to the radio so why would I do that not a single person <laughs> not a single person <laughs> but I heard a lot of old school songs through that but it was really it was when I got to college and I met Eugene where we we met and we clicked right away right like, away Can you I, the story right away oh you are so pressed to tell the story <laughs> i mean i just the people need to know how we, we met need, the people, the people need don't to know. need to the people know. need to know the, people need the podcast know. is literally called kicking it with the homie kicking it with the homie you know we were homie. kicking it <laughs> 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 go ahead Tell your funky little story, and I will it's correct not, where not I need my, to. It's not my funky little story. It's our <laughs> origin story. <laughs> so, me and Claude, because I don't, I don't know if anyone noticed. So, I don't think I ever told you this, but I always called you Claude because I was like, I'm not going to be the only person with an old name in this school. <laughs> <laughs> I will Gene not is the pettiest person I know, and that is the perfect example. <laughs> I was like, oh, his name is Claude. His mama named him Claude. I'm going to call him Claude. <laughs> so Claude was talking to this girl. We can say her name because, I mean. Well, we not. don't need to. <laughs> Claude, no, but we're going we're gonna to say both names. We're, we're going we're gonna to reveal both of the people. Claude was, talking to, Claude was talking to Amber. I was talking to Ann. Amber and Ann were sweet mates. So Amber comes out of her room one day and I'm in Ann's room and I see Amber come out. I'm like, hey, who's in there? She was like, oh, it's no. I said, oh, somebody's in there. And so 
me being who I am, I go into the room. I get to the door, I'm like, oh, it's Claude. What's up, man? So Claude is just, just laying like in that. the bed. <laughs> Claude is just laying in the bed, waiting for Amber to come back. She went to the bathroom. So me being who I am, I go and I get in the bed with him. So here I am, Claude is in the bed, I'm in the bed. Now, thinking back on it, I don't know if he had clothes on. I don't know if he had pants on or not. <laughs> Anything could have been going on under those covers. But I was like, hey, I'm going to just do it. So I went and got in the bed. He's like, Eugene, get out the bed. Eugene, get out the bed. I'm like, no, we just chilling. What's, what's wrong with me being in the bed? We chilling. He's, Eugene, get out the bed. I'm like, Claude, we are just here chilling. I don't understand what the issue is. <laughs> so this goes on for like maybe two minutes. I'm like, all right, I'm going to go back over here. But it was nice. Let's catch up with you. So I go back to the end. <laughs> Literally since that day, we have been inseparable. Yo, we were together. We, we were pretty much together every day, freshman year of college. Mm-hmm. Used to go across so, the street with nose. I was I was mesquite on weed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think what was I the the what, the one with the white sauce? I want to say like chicken bacon ranch or something like that. Yeah, um, all right. I don't know. We spent a lot of time at Quiznos. A lot of time and a lot of money. Glad we yeah. did not invest because Quiznos is out of business today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but hanging out every day naturally me being from new york eugene being from just outside of dc in maryland we we would share our culture and experiences and we would just talk about life and eugene started to put me on to all just all of this old school music i remember after us hanging out one day that was back in the limewire days i downloaded every single song al green ever made and i was like this is my guy right here and i just to this day, like Al Green is still my like my all time favorite, but I remember just listening to everything. I knew Love and Happiness, right? Like that was, you know, if you know Al Green, that's the one song you're gonna know. But then I yeah. for the good times, for the the tired of being alone, like just the deep cuts, the B and C sides, and I have you you to thank for that. Um, that was all I did was listen to music. I would listen yeah. to music, like all every Saturday. I would blast music. I usually start off with go go. I love oh, go go. I would start off with go go music. Sexy lady, <laughs> give me your number, that was, girl. Yeah, that was one of the go-go. things that was that was able to break out of the area because we're the only people that listen to go go. Like mm-hmm. it's like maybe twelve people outside of the, the outside of being originally from the DMV area that listen to go go, but those were a few songs that were able to break out of that area. But I would blast music and clean my room every Saturday before I went out and hit the streets. Because we was in those streets. Avery was inside. He, he don't know Avery was inside. Avery, Avery was circling, <laughs> circling the block. <laughs> yo, yo, we were... So me, Avery, and my moms had went up, went upstate a couple of months ago. And we were in the car talking. I said something to Avery, like, you you was inside. You don't know about that. And my mother, being my mother, goes, you was inside, too. What you talking about? <laughs> Dad, you just going to put me out there like that, Mike? <laughs> Yo, All right, so what's y'all, what's y'all favorite old school song and why? Uh, mine is 
I have I have so many old school songs that I love, like love, love. But if I had to choose one, I would say Prince Adore. Mm. That's a good fit. Prince floated on that song. Prince ate. Is that, that that's what the kids say these days? That, that's what the kids say. He ate. <laughs> he ate. Chris, Chris Prince ate on the door, from literally from beginning to end of that song. It's just it is a beautiful song, and I remember the first time I heard it. We were at my grandmother's house, and I get a lot of like, like my my instinct when it comes to music, like knowing songs as soon as they come on. Like I get a lot of that from my aunt Allison. We call her Fifi. Oh, but Fifi. She. I remember when it came on, like the first tune dropped, and she started singing like the next four words of the song. And I was like, dang. And so I like, I really like listened to that song. I'm like, oh, this is a really good song. And I think I was like 13, 14 at the time. But ever since that moment, like whenever I hear that song, like I think about that moment, being in my grandmother's dining room and that song coming on and me looking over and she's singing word for word and I'm listening just to what he's saying in the song. And so I would say that's one, that is my favorite song. Yeah, adore adore slaps. Yeah, we we can have a Prince versus Michael debate at some point if you guys want. But uh, no debate. Like, I don't. There's, there's no debate. Like, there's no debate. Prince would body Michael. <laughs> okay, I, I I knew I knew what your answer was, Eugene. I didn't know what your answer was going to be, Avery. So I'm I'm glad that we body, settled that early. Body Michael. Yeah, like he would. What's it? What's versus twenty songs? Yeah, he, he Prince yeah. Prince could could I'd say fourteen six him easy. Mm. easy. I'll go with that. I'll go with that. Yeah, he's not being PYT, but there's not too many other Michael songs that he can't he can't beat. Yeah, I'm trying to think off the top of my head what are what are Michael's certified? I'm getting a I'm getting a dub here. PYT P, PYT. I think th- Thriller Thriller's a that's mm. gonna get him. Mm-mm. No, you don't. You no. don't think Thrill is an automatic win? No, Purple Rain. Purple Rain. Okay, you, you can play anything from the Purple Rain album, and it would be Thriller. Thriller is so the, pro- Thriller's the problem. The problem is it's about matchups, and it's about when you play the song. Okay, so that, you play, that is the problem. But you play Thriller. The counter to that would be a movie song, so you could play. You play Purple Rain? It's you over. Play, you play Purple Rain. You can literally just play the intro of Purple Rain. Pur- Purple Rain is that ace in the hole. Purple Rain is the big joker. You, you kind of sit on Purple it. Rain isn't even the big joker. I think Adore is the big joker. Purple Rain's the little joker. No. No? What you, what you got? Adore is the big joker. Yeah. What is uh what is the name of that song? God, da, 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 I'm forgetting the name of the song. And I love Prince. When Doves Cry? No, absolutely not. No. No. Oh, I love uh, I was I was thinking that, but when Doves Cry. I wanna be I wanna be your lover. Mm. Okay. Whoa. Okay. 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 I can I can I can get that. There is no Michael song that's gonna be I wanna be your lover. Yeah. Radio version or the extended version. And yes, I know the difference between the versions. 
Of course. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> hey, what's it? Hey, what's your favorite old school song? Uh, so it was that was that was a tough one. Um, but automatically I thought of Anita Baker's "Sweet Love." Um, mm. yeah, like that. It's it's just like how she just. Yeah, like how she just, I don't, I don't know the terms, but it's just like how she just does that little, I can't sing, so I'm not even going to do it. <laughs> but it's the just. Is it the yeah. verse at the end? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The, the I just got a bees? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's just, it yeah. just like rocks you. It's just like, it's a song that just rocks you. Just like, it's a, it's a beautiful song. Uh, one, one of my faves. You being your feelings? Nah. It's just it's just a beautiful song. It's just yeah. 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 What's yours called? Son, you already know. It's a classic from (laughs) 1972. (laughs) Lenny Williams, Because I Love You. All seven minutes and 12 seconds of it. It is it is actually my favorite song of all time. I know every single word, including the three minutes in the middle. Yes. But he's just talking. He's just talking. You know, <laughs> I went home and I watched television until television went off. When my friend said, Lenny, you just ought to forget when? about her. And I said, you know, maybe you've never been in love like I've been in love. And maybe you never, maybe felt, you the never felt. felt the things that I felt. But you know, sometimes. You get lonely. No, 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 no. Do not oh, sing. I, Do not this sing. is my podcast. I get to <laughs> sing on my podcast. We're trying to keep the listeners. Did you, did you play that song for me when you was going from St. Louis to Chicago? Probably. Probably. It is, it is to, for me, it is the best love song ever. My man exhibits every emotion you can possibly have. Yeah. He gives it to you full. My man just, he just starts crying in the middle of the song. He does. That's he does. that's my jam. That is that's song. my joy. I like old school. I like old songs where they just start talking. Yeah, that was like a common feature of songs it was back a in the day. Very common feature of songs. Yeah. Right? they would just start talking in the middle of the song. Just take a break. And just like, <laughs> let, let me tell you, let me tell you what's on my let on me my explain mind. to you why we're singing this song right now. And that's the lyrics weren't enough. But that's yeah. good though. Like you know that the song came from the heart like it wasn't just them singing or or just performing like it was just like nah i feel the song let me take a break let me tell you what's on my mind and what's on my heart and then let me get back to the song like you you don't you don't get that today well you you understand why they had to do that though because back in the day they had imagination so you think of songs like tonight by ready for the world and you think of all the innuendos and double entendres in there. Oh, no, there were no innuendos in there. They were pretty straightforward <laughs> about what they wanted out of the song. <laughs> you, but they, they used metaphors where I feel like in a lot of today's music, they, there's nothing it's, left to the imagination. There are no metaphors. It's no. straight smack it up, flip it, rub it down. That's it. Yeah. I, I would say the woman used metaphors still. A little bit more. I don't. I say the men just like nah. I want what I want. <laughs> straightforward. They're straightforward to what they want. Can it be said that toxic masculinity has caused us to lose the ability to learn how to romance our women? Not me personally. <laughs> <I can> see. <laughs> 
I'm sure my wife is going to look for this. I, I was going to say, that is a smart answer. because <laughs> I love you, Christina. <laughs> I can see how that, how that plays the part. So I feel like this society, like t- society today, like there, it's a very like microwavable, I need it in 60 seconds or less, or else I'm gonna move on to the next thing. Like the attention span is, everyone has the attention span of a toddler. So everything has to be done quick and instant. If it's not done instant, then it just doesn't work and we're gonna forget about it. Yeah, which is analogous for the rest of society, right? This is just the world that we live in now where everything is available at our fingertips. We don't have to wait for anything. Like I'm watching, I'm watching a Celtics Lakers game right now. There was a time where if you missed the game, you had to read about it in the paper the next day. Now, before the game is even over, you've got quarter by quarter highlights on YouTube. There, there's no, no such thing as waiting anymore. Nope. Man, so I had a follow-up question. I forgot. Oh, so Eugene, you talked about how your dad exposed you to kind of old school stuff from, from all cultures, yeah. which explains why you are the well-rounded individual that you are today, for better or for worse. It's uh, Avery, do you, <laughs> Avery, do you have did you have any exposure to old culture from other cultures? Um <laughs> Ah, man, that's, that's hard to say. Um, I'm, I'm not sure. I don't think Kung Fu movies count. <laughs> that's another culture. It, it is, but it's... Stop Asian hate, bro. Come on. No, 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 no. <laughs> don't, don't, you, you know I love the Asian culture. So um, I, I think in a way, like, yeah, like my dad, you know, put me on to Asian culture um, in, in, in the form of Kung Fu movies. Um, but I think also like we would um, just like explore the city and like go to festivals. So like even just, you know, be around like what we could get in terms of African culture um and even like we would go to powwows um because allegedly i'm part native american so we would go to like native american powwows when they would come to um every black person is part native american (laughs) not every black person (laughs) everybody got that great aunt so-and-so um but yeah, like got even a little taste of, you know, learning um, like Native, Native American heritage, whatever that looked like. Um, just like seeing the dances, hearing the music. Um, but like, I was so young at the time, like I didn't fully understand what I was being exposed to. Um, what else? Yeah, and then like, you know, my dad just would just like, teach me like how to like dress um or be presentable i feel like that came from his his time his generation where it's just like you have to look a certain way you have to present yourself a certain way x y and z you know um i think after a while i rebelled but yeah so rebelled into a sloth wow no i'm i'm asking 
I no. wasn't coming for you. I was yes, you there. was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, nah, like I there there is some part of me that still holds to that presentable nature. It's just like I think part of our personality is just like I don't. I don't say I hate professionalism. I dislike professionalism when it doesn't need to be in certain uh, settings. But that's something that is working like on professional me. dress, yeah, or or professionalism in speech and mannerism and all that stuff. No, no, in in dress. So like work wise, like I, I mean, at first, like I would like go to academy. I would dress like in a button up, slacks, had the shoes. Like the trainers would be like, yo, okay, like look at Abe. Like, you know, he's he's, you know, looking very presentable. I got to my job, jeans, sneakers, still wore the button up. Then after a while I wore the sweater. But yeah, so but that came with the nature of the job because it's just like we also have to go to homes where it's just like you don't want to be seen as the op down down the block. So it's just like you you have to blend in. So yeah. I'm on a tangent. Yeah, you you out here meandering, but it's all right. Huh? It's all right. We we respect you. We <laughs> now nah, it's funny, like just thinking about that whole professional dress thing. I was listening to this podcast earlier, and this guy was talking about how there is about the NBA and about how coaches are starting to dress a lot looser on the sidelines with their half zips and whatnot. And he was like, you know, there was a time where everyone wore suits to do everything. You're going mm-hmm. to the grocery store. You had a suit. And a suit. And then it became, all right, you only wear suits in, like, to the office, corporate. to yeah. work, corporate. And now it seems we're in a place where you're really only wearing a suit for if you're not in, like, finance or something. If you're just a regular person, you're wearing a suit to weddings and funerals. And that's it. And so there, there's almost something lost there in not, in not having to, like, dress quote unquote dress up more often if you see me every day i look like a well-dressed gym teacher i'm pretty sure <laughs> all the parents at my daughter's school think i'm a personal trainer because i always look like i'm about to go work out <laughs> and there's a part of me that misses you know maybe i do want to put a tie on from time to time nah, nah. <laughs> i think the I last time, time, to time last time i wore a tie was Christian's wedding. Wow, that was February. Christian's wedding. February, February 2020, pre-pandemic. That was the last time I wore a tie. Yeah. yeah. Last time I wore a tie was August at a wedding. Yeah. I, I don't even, I took, I dressed. That like was only because I was day. in the wedding. If I wasn't in the wedding, I wouldn't have had a tie. I want, no, I, I think it was September 2020 for me, my sister-in-law's wedding, because I can't think of another reason I would have worn a tie yeah. since then. Yeah. I haven't worn a suit since then either. I don't know. I'm just out here looking like a gym teacher. That's, <laughs> that's my life. Gym, uh, well, gym teacher chic is what I like to call it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but uh, for me, though, growing up, obviously, between a Caribbean and African American world, I got exposed to my fair share of culture but outside of that I didn't I didn't get much it wasn't until I met my wife and she started 
talking to me about things like classic rock like that's that's her her zone that's like oh hall of notes is kind of dope or like oh hall of notes is not classic rock Whatever, whatever that brand at is, all. like for, for me, for me that is for me that's all. <laughs> Paul and Oates, uh, Simon and Garfunkel, Bob Dylan, uh, who else? She put me on to Van Morrison. I, I still don't understand white people's obsession with Bruce Springsteen, but I'm a I'm a let he, it slide. It's 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 a cultural thing. It's not, like, Bruce he, is God to white people. It is amazing. <laughs> I'm like, not a fan. I know fan. nothing. Or the I've to classic rock. I've listened nothing. to a handful of Bruce songs, and I'm I truly I'm like I don't get it. They just make you to be. They make you proud to be American. <laughs> like all yeah, of his songs are like I love them. All of his songs make you feel like, dag. I should have a flag. I should be raising a flag right now because I just love this country. <sighs> Given the news of today, it's kind of hard to. Uh... What's it sympathize or connect with those feelings? No, uh, I think, Eugene, I think remember. My... Oh, sorry. Uh, no, you go uh, ahead. You go ahead. Eugene, remember when we worked at Cannes? So Eugene and I worked at this bar in college <laughs> every single night. Every, every night it ended every with Friday and Saturday night. Journey, Saturday. don't stop believing. And what was the other one? Um, so it started so every night at 11:45. Every every Friday and Saturday, 11:45. They would play Bon Jovi, Living yes. on a Prayer. Yes. And, they, and, <laughs> and they would follow, always follow it up with Journey, Don't Stop Believing. If, you are not familiar, if you're not familiar with those songs, to our Black listeners, those songs are the equivalent to playing Candy and then following it up. <laughs> With before I let go, <laughs> that, those songs yeah. are those to white people. Like that's that perfect. is how that is how they go up for those songs. It's how how we go up. Like whenever we hear those songs, we're going to do the electric slide. Whenever they hear those songs, they are going to jump up in the air and scream. <laughs> Without fail, every Thursday, Friday, Saturday, because party started. The party started on party Thursday, started in Charlotte. Yeah. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, those two songs, and that's when you knew the night was coming to an end, and oh, it was kitchen, about to get. about to close. I knew once they played that. Oh, the kitchen's about to close. Kitchen closed at twelve. We about to be out of here because they just played. They just put Bon Jovi on. We got fifteen minutes. It's time to clean up. <laughs> I better not see no more tickets come through. <laughs> oh man! Uh, one day, one day, we're gonna have to do a pod with all of our canned stories. <laughs> cans and arena stories yes oh man. no but i was about to say like my dad did like educate me about bob dylan like how he was like basically the great american prophet or you know such and such didn't really play any songs but he was just like yeah this is this is who bob dylan is and but not really class like my own was like very black like I lived in a very black household, like incense, did Kwanzaa for like two years straight. Oh, you grew up oh, a your hotel. family black, 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 black. <laughs> you grew up a hotel, <laughs> <laughs> brother. I mean, what's the, what's the Eric Badu and Bilal with Jesus for you? 
basically basically you know, when, when neo soul was at the top his family was floating yo they, 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 they were like oh they finally put my music out yo the, yo my home was neo soul out when neo soul was playing like yeah but yo, I, I listen to a lot of neo soul now I, I like to play it for the kids and whenever they turn to me and they're like we like this song <laughs> I just, I just, I just kind of check a little box, like, all right, I'm doing something right. You know, like my kids are into Maxwell right now, like into Maxwell. Nice. You gotta, you gotta keep. I mean, I mean Maxwell is a classic. So. Ma- Maxwell is y'all Jehovah, Avery. <laughs> <laughs> I had, I had that with Aiden. I put on, I put on Martin, like. Cause they put all the episodes on HBO Max. So I was like, oh, I want to go watch Homie on Juliet. So I watched it and Aiden was sitting on the side and he was like, I heard him chuckling. I said, are you laughing at that? He was like, no, 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 no. I'm not laughing. Cause he has this thing where he refuses to like anything that I, that I put on for him, but <laughs> he secretly loves it. So I went and I put on another episode. I forget which episode I put on, but I put on another Martin episode and then he was like outwardly laughing. So like, you're laughing at this. So that was like last weekend. So then the other night, I, I was like, hey, you want to watch Martin? He was like, oh, yeah, 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 put, put Martin on. And so I was like, oh, I think I'm doing it right as a father. Yeah, yeah, you you went in right now. So yeah. quick thing, because I, I don't know, like my dad didn't like the old school black shows. Like I didn't watch um good times i watched the jeffersons did you never stay home from school as a child no i did <laughs> but like no nope. then like sanford and son like Man. like yeah what was his problem with them he just didn't like the i guess the depiction of how black people were were, were shown in those those shows they were shown in very, like, those shows, it showed very different aspects of Black culture at the time. Like, Good Times shows, like, yeah, we live in the projects, but this is how life is for people in the project. Like, we love each other. We have community. We are in this place that is messed up because of the government. The government's really messed this place up. They're really not putting a lot of money into it. I mean, we got this terrible, super that's running the building, but we still love each other. We still look out for each other. The Jeffersons was about coming up as black people. And so yeah, how do you feel about the Jeffersons? That's a, he, that's a show about black success. He didn't like, he didn't like Mr. Jefferson. <laughs> like his, his whole thing was like the main characters is just like how they were like loud and boisterous, you know, right. Like, you know, like Dino my, and you know, whatever Mr. Jefferson did, like he didn't, he didn't like that, you know? So, you, you know, Dynamite wasn't the Jeffersons. The good times. I was talking about good times. I I wasn't saying that it was part of the Jeffersons. I was talking about like how like he didn't like certain characters. So like we grew up like we did watch Golden Girls. um, But then we watched um, the Cosby show. We watched Different World. Like we watched, you know, the shows that lifted up the Black community per se. So your father a whole whole tap. <laughs> your father probably don't. He probably don't eat pork to this day. He don't. No, he don't eat pork. He doesn't eat pork. <laughs> no swine on my fork, brother. 
Oh man. So, so Claude, did you did you watch older shows too? So it's funny. I, I've actually been thinking about this all day. We grew up in a time before streaming. So mm-hmm. you watched whatever was on. So I definitely I watched them like here and there whenever they were on UPN and the WB, which were two local stations in New York. Uh, but it wasn't it wasn't like I sat down and I saw every single episode. But I can tell you what I watched a lot with my parents. And if you ever you've you guys have met my parents, this is not what you would expect from them. But we watched a lot of Star Trek. What? My parents were it Star Trek, Hercules and Xena. My parents were into oh. those shows. We watched Star Trek The Next oh. Generation. We watched <laughs> Deep Space Nine. We watched Voyager. Eugene and I were talking about this yesterday. I was like, yo, Star Trek Discovery is back. And he basically said to me what I say to you every week, which is shut up, nerd. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I got this like this vivid memory of um, it was I was probably about 11 or 12. And I said something to my father about Star Trek. And he was like, what? What? I'm a big time Trekkie. You could he referred to himself as a Trekkie. And I was like, you got it, bro. Whatever I said, I was clearly wrong because the Trekkie knows. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Now, I remember watching um, Star Trek with my mom. Um, but they was, I don't think they were into Hercules and Xena. Me and my sister watched Hercules and Xena. But my mom and my dad were, like, big into Star Trek Next Generation. Definitely Deep Space Nine because of Avery Brooks. Um, but, yeah, I... Y'all were just nerds. Y'all were nerds. No, no, my, yeah, no. My sister's, so right now. He was a hotep nerd. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, so right now, my mom and my sister's watching Doom. My my sister's like, she's going to fall asleep. I'm like, yeah, that's that's on brand for you. My sister's the only one who doesn't like sci-fi. Like, we have to pull teeth to get her to watch sci-fi. Your sister's mad cool, so it makes sense. Wow. And she is. The big homie popping. She, <laughs> she was very clearly spared from the nerddom. <laughs> I didn't. I wasn't into those. I wasn't into those shows. Like I, I've told Claude a number of times. Like I missed the Dragon Ball Z wave. I missed the Pokemon wave. Like I feel I so bad not, for you because I was watching Real World. Why so you was too I. young to watch Real World? No, Why would no, 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 no. I was watching Real World. And I was, I was watching, watching Dragon Ball Z. Why I was you? watching Real World. I was watching the Steve Harvey show. I was watching yeah, Real nice, Real Steve Harvey. Bernie Mac show. Bernie, Bernie Mac show. Yeah, New yeah, York yeah. Undercover. <laughs> I to this day, I really wish they would put New York Undercover on a streaming service. Whenever it come, whenever they, whenever Dick Wolf. It's not on Peacock. Huh? It's not on Peacock. I don't. I haven't seen it anywhere. Mm. It will be, but you know, there. I I heard a rumor that they're doing a reboot. I need for them mm-hmm. to not do do not do a reboot before you put the they're old reboot. Up. No, they're doing a reboot of Law and Order. Like they're bringing back the original cast of Law and Order. How you doing a reboot, do a reboot? for a show oh, that so has on? never ended? No, Law Law and Order, not SVU, not Criminal Intent. Not like I others. said, it's a show that has never ended. It did end. They ended Law and Order. <laughs> if your if your spinoffs are still going, you can't get rebooted. <laughs> no. I was I was watching a lot of more adult shows. 
Mm. Because that's why you were fast. That's why you was a fast young thing. <laughs> I, was, I was a fast little joint. I was a, I was a fast little joint. <laughs> but like I I like my uncle. So my uncle is the youngest of thirteen kids. So he was really like an older brother. And he, he was like ten years older than me. So he was the one that put me on to real world because he came and lived with us. And I was like, oh, what is this show? Why is this dude getting slapped? Why is this guy never taking showers? <laughs> and so I fell in love with real world and reality TV. And like that just consumed my life for like the next 10 years. I think I started watching real world when I was like seven or eight. And I did not stop watching <laughs> reality TV until I would say about six, seven years ago. And I still watch a lot of reality TV now, but not as much as I used to. Because I used to watch all of the Love and Hip Hops. I've seen every yes, episode. You did. All yes, every you single did. episode of Love and Hip Hop. Wow. I just I just enjoyed the mess. I enjoyed <laughs> watching. Gina's but a, I, I would balance it out. Thing. I would balance it out with watching Shameless because that's white mess. And now <laughs> and now Succession. Succession is rich white mess. <laughs> Yo, Succession is so popular. <laughs> Uh, I've, been telling, I've been telling the call for years to watch I'm like yo you really need to watch succession get through the first four episodes and you will fall in love with it nah i can't watch it at the time but he let all these other people tell him oh succession's really good and i've been hearing about it i've been hearing people talking about it so i guess i need to check it out yes you need to check it out i've been telling you for years you need to check it out all right so and now, and he's now caught up, he's i have good. watched it i'm caught yeah. i caught up over the last week and a half and man that show is good it's really it is it's good. <laughs> yeah. You also need to watch industry though. Yeah, we'll see. This this is what we do. Eugene recommends a show and for like three years, I'm like, nah, I don't have the time. We'll see. And then I watch it and I'm like, all right, you were right. Like Snowfall, Eugene Snowfall. kept telling me to watch Snowfall. And then I finally I, watched I, it. I got to get on Snowfall. Snowfall is the best show on TV. It really is the best show on TV. It's the best show on TV. The best show on TV. I'll catch it. So with Love Life, Success. Love Life was mad good. Love Life is so good. And I don't like I don't have like one genre of show that I watch. My wife says this all the time. She's like, every time I sit down and watch TV with you, you're always watching something different. Because I just consume, I consume content, I watch it, I take it for what it is, and I move on to the next thing. Mm -hmm. I like I don't understand (laughs) how you have all this time. You watch every show, you listen to every podcast, you hear all the music. When do you have time? Because I just breeze through, like I'm able to breeze through stuff and really capture the essence of it. Like I can no no no, have- no 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 no. The literal hours that it takes to do this. <laughs> yeah, that's where hours, do you bro. find them? Multitask. Washing the dishes. Like right now, I'm listening to Will Smith's audiobook, which I highly recommend getting the audiobook rather than reading the actual book, unless you're a nerd and you can't listen to someone talk through their book. He's talking well, about me because we talked about <laughs> it earlier. But yes, I need to read. I need I need the physical book. I but I'm listening, I'm listening to that now. I started that Wednesday, I think. Started to either Tuesday night or Wednesday. I'm already on chapter 12 in two days. Because it's like listening to short podcasts. And I'm still caught up on majority of my podcasts. There's a few that I need to listen to 
but I'm pretty much caught up on all the podcasts that I listen to. Which is like 30 a week. It's not 30 a week. It's like maybe 12. Maybe 12. Nah, it's, it's more than that. Because we we listen to, I would say, we listen to about the same number of podcasts a week. We we only overlap on, on half our podcasts. Uh, I guess. Because there's a lot of podcasts that I listen to that you don't listen to. Yeah. That I've told That's why I said we listen to the same number. It's about twelve, though. It's about twelve. Nah, it's it's more than that. You, Maybe 20. when you hit that when you hit that refresh in the morning, it's like six new episodes a day. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I don't have six new episodes. Monday is really like Tuesday, Tuesday and Wednesday, are like my heavy podcast update days. But then by the time I get to Friday, like I I have like one or two that are that are new. I got an email. On, son. It's, it's after work hours. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that right. sounds triggering. <laughs> <laughs> it's also the signal that I think we've we've exhausted this subject. We could probably talk more, but we, we don't we need to talk more. Nah. Uh, let's. I want to hear from y'all, our listeners, our global listeners from around the world, especially our global listeners. I want to hear what's some of the the things that shaped you from from your parents' generation and from when you from when you were a child. Uh, if you're listening to this in Sweden, which I know we have listeners in Sweden or listeners in Kenya or listeners in Germany or our listeners in Austria. I don't know who you are, but I've been to Austria and it's a beautiful place. And please have us out to do a live show. Um, we'd love to hear from you. And you know what to do. Leave us five stars, five stars, five stars. Follow us on the uh, Spotify and share it with your friends. Take a screenshot, post it. We will definitely repost it. Before we go, fellas, normally I ask what's bringing you joy, but I got asked this question this week, and I think it's a it's a bit better. What is the one thing you do that brings you joy that you're embarrassed to show others or do in front of others? For me, I start to give you time to think about it. Is I very often make silly faces in the mirror like that's just that's just for me i don't know why i use the bathroom i wash my hands and i just make a silly face I, I make strange faces at myself and i laugh it's this weird thing i do that brings me joy that i will never do in front of another human because i recognize how weird it is hmm. there are a lot of weird things you are a weird guy so that makes sense <laughs> <laughs> oh i get you want to go avery because nah, you go ahead you go ahead i gotta think on this so i i'm not gonna say that i wouldn't do this in front of a human but because I, I honestly don't think i would care if someone saw me doing this but i just i sit and i look at places on google maps for fun <laughs> I look at streets. <laughs> I will go to and I will go to an entire city and just look at all the streets in that city to That's see so weird. <laughs> <laughs> to see how it leads usually to a to a sports arena or a stadium. Cause that that justifies, okay, I'm I'm looking at something that that's of purpose. I'm looking at where the Cavaliers play in Cleveland. But I'm also looking at I want to know where East 1999 Eternal is because that was the name of a Bone Doesn't Harmony album. So I would just randomly hear like different places in different cities 
and I'll go to look to see where that place is. Like right now, like I said, I'm listening to Will Smith's audiobook. I have looked up every street that he has mentioned in that book, every school, every that place. Is so random. <laughs> <Wow. laughs> I have looked at because it helps me visualize. I'm a visual person. I I have a photographic memory. So while he's telling the story, I need to see where these occurrences were happening. And that helps me, that helps bring the story to life even more for me. Mm. But I just like to, I like to look at random places on Google Maps. Mm. What's your the your favorite city that you've explored via Google Maps? I would say. I would say DC because growing up in Maryland, I didn't like, there was a lot of DC that I really didn't know about. So like growing up during the Rayful Edmund era, growing up during like the height of crack, I wanted to, I went back and I wanted to see, okay, where were these things happening? Where was Orleans place? Where is Trinidad? Like I knew the general area, but I didn't know the exact, streets that a lot of the stuff was happening on and so and I didn't grow up in the city I grew up outside the city so there was a lot of places that I just was not I wasn't going to unless I was like I would go to a party and we go to the house and that's it I go back home I wasn't really exploring the city like that and really talking to my dad like learning about where he grew up in the city and the different schools that he went to and just seeing where those places were that was that would say that was one of my favorite cities to explore via Google Maps. That uh, I would say DC, LA, and New York are some. Those are my favorite places to explore on Google Maps. Nice, because I'm obsessed with drug deal, drug dealer. <laughs> 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 um, so I couldn't think of anything I do in my own private time. Um, so a little backstory: I'm a big fan of The Matrix um i'm a big fan wow um i'm a big fan of of martial arts so i have a tendency to do this thing in public i feel like very few i feel like i i feel like very people few people see my movements but i feel like everybody sees these movements i see it i I know exactly what you're about to say (laughs) so like so I would so like in a crowded street, I would like 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 dodge people. Like I would it's yeah, it's funny. I would <laughs> I would like like you know, like somebody's like coming to me shoulder to shoulder and I'm just like moving in a certain way or like you know, just move my arms Everything in a certain you know. way. <laughs> or like I would do like foot like um like foot movements to just get out the way you know thinking like I'm doing something and I take pleasure in it it's it's my own personal joy um especially in living in New York City it's it's fun especially like walking in the city oh I I have a great time so (laughs) that's that's the nerd equivalent of how basketball players hit the doorpost. <laughs> <laughs> to this day, I can't throw something away regular. I got to shoot it in the no, ground. No, I shoot everything into the <laughs> Yeah. Throwing so. diapers, just like Kobe. 
yeah so that that's that's what i do well now that we have told people how sufficiently weird that we are uh, <laughs> we appreciate y'all for tuning in for another week eugene we thank you for stopping by kicking thank it with you. the homies thank you Anytime. so we will definitely have you back on uh yes yo and until next time enjoy your thanksgivings eat all the food see y'all next time we out latest bye we're listening to kicking it with the homie kicking it with the homie kicking it with the homie kicking it with the homie